Arts Podcast, Series 6. The Garden Art Walk is July 10th. What a combination. Gardens and art. Okay, hi, Senna. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, but you did come by my garden the other day just to have a look-see, see what you thought of it. And, of course, I want to know... What did you think of my garden? I thought it was beautiful and had an amazing like feel to it. Oh, good. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and what do you think about reading in a garden? Well, I'm really excited about it because it's, I've never, like I read in my garden last year. That's right. But my garden is more just a backyard and your garden is more like, Full of life and everything and so I'm really excited to um, to do that oh, nice okay so what's it been inspiring you lately um well I've kind of just been inspired by you know whatever I'm listening to music um, or you know conversations with people it usually just strikes up randomly so Nothing Just the specific. phrase. Or... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that how it happens? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, actually, you know, I was listening to the podcast that we did for the Red Rock Literary Festival, which was back in November, and you talked about writing prompts and that sometimes poems come to you from a writing prompt prompt so is that an easy thing for you to get a prompt or like you said just from a conversation or how does that work for you well sometimes uh I will do prompts with like friends and we will you know just to get each other writing so you just like write for five minutes to something and just to get something on the page and like maybe that'll inspire a bigger project um, or I will be watching a movie or something and hear like a line I like or reading a book and see something I like and I'll just write that down for a later prompt and then like usually I have a list of prompts I go to just like to get the ideas rolling usually. Okay. And what's interesting is that you just said that you're in a group, friends, to give you a writing prompt. So I, for a lot of people, writing is a very private thing. So you write in front of people? <laughs> uh, sometimes. And like I said, we time, we time it so it's not like it's just kind of a quick thing that we do. Um, but usually after like I hang up the phone with my friends or whatever, then I will go and I'll write by myself and I'll like adjust things. Um, so the... Writing, like, the original ideas get down in front of people, but, like, you know, the picking it apart I do by myself. Okay. So. And and do you tell the other people what kind of in that five minutes of writing, do you read it to each other just so you can maybe get inspired from what they got from the prompt? Uh, yeah, sometimes. But, like, it's also, like, if you don't like what you wrote, you don't have to share, you know. Yes. But, so, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Oh, nice friends. <laughs> okay, and you've got a few poems for us today. Yes. And what are you going to read? Uh, well, so my first poem is called Guiding Lights, and I wrote this for a poetry class when I was still at school. And it's a guzzle, which uh, each com couplet ends on the same word or phrase, 
and uh, is preceded by the couplet's rhyming word. And uh, the last couplet, and this is the hard part, includes a proper name, usually like the writers. Oh, and for boy. me, with a name like Senna, it wasn't super easy. Uh, a lot of people were doing like, you know, famous people with the same names as them and like whatever. Um, but I had to get a little creative. Nice. <laughs> so this is what I got. Sluggish Monday, sluggish Monday morning commute to work. It is here to guide you. Lights flash yellow, turning red, and you ache for the green to guide you. Late night and wandering, look up to see brightness and glimmering along the sky. Lost in the blinding blackness, look to the north star and let its gleam guide you. Stumbling through the hallways, the darkness is a wall hiding you from sight. Take a flashlight to find your way. Stay calm and the portable beam will guide you. Some days it feels like negativity is a flood and you've found shelter in your bed. Sometimes it's best to open your blinds and let the sunshine stream guide you out. Murky nights at sea, sloshing waves are crashing and there is no clear vision ahead. In the distance, a tower's radiance seeps through the fog, light that means to guide you. Humid summer night, the clatter of children roars through the dusk, stumbling after the fireflies glow in a burst of giggling screams as it guides them. A storm wind blows in a destructive rage, whirls through to quiet the working electricity, ignite the waxy stems of candles once, you, once forgotten and relax as the flame's peace guides you. Driving down winding roads, midnight to early morning, and the sun is waiting to rise. Until then, headlights will permeate the bleakness, making your vision keen to guide you. Death is rumored to bring a bright light, a ray of radiance that illuminates your path. In the Quran, it is Senna, God's flash of lightning that is seen to guide you. Oh, I like that little <laughs> bit of stability of guide. That's really nice. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay, let's listen to more. Uh, this next one's called On Growing Up, and it's actually inspired by one of the kids I work with was talking about how she wishes that she could be a bee so she could eat all the pollen. And I thought that was kind of insightful. <laughs> so I wrote a poem about it. In the sparkling eyes of a five-year-old girl, as she eagerly sniffs a flower held delicately between her fingers, rattling off about all the beautiful honey and fruits that come from bees and their pollen, and how she just wishes she could buzz and bumble about like one, just so she can always drink the nectar of all that is beautiful and delightful. And I just miss that age where you think you can eat anything, where you wish you could, and want to be a part of everything amazing, and are amazed by everything new. When it is all still so bright, and learning is so hands-on, mistakes and all, but there is still love before there is fear, and laughter before there are tears. There is an envy that flows away from me, alongside something else as she giggles about it while shoving a pollen-filled plastic teacup in front of me. Because while she is so joyously genuine about these silly little buds fallen from a tree, I can only think about how it'll agitate my allergies 
Ah, oh, life changes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this next one is, uh, I wrote it probably like five years ago, and it's uh, about my grandma. Uh, she's since passed. Um, it's just called Grandma. She's nostalgic. Like the summer days spent watching soap operas and game shows, pausing only for lunch, mac and cheese and green beans. Or maybe if you try the spinach, you'll be strong like Popeye. Days of showing off cartwheels and handstands, or swimming while she watches, praising every new trick shown to her, that kind smile never leaving her face. Days of arguments and fighting with my brothers, competing for her attention. But she'll divide it, like she always does. Listen to Alex and his ramblings about sports, watching as Malik gives a briefing on all his toys, attending to my long-winding long-winded musings on the world. She's sweet like the chocolate kisses kept in her bedside drawer, like the candy and treats she'd send every holiday, soft like her voice through the phone singing happy birthday every year. When she died, it brought a deafening silence, voices lost and hearts broken. Her death left a void in our lives, one minute as bright and lively, then gone the next happened suddenly and without warning. She's watching over us now, and she's always with me now. She's the, spilt co she's the coffee spill on my notebooks during a long night of studying. She's the crunch of the earth beneath my feet on the way to class. She's that cool breeze that kisses my cheeks and dusts them in pink. She's the campus squirrels I'm always running into, and the birds flying above me, exploring in trees. She's that wave of warmth and comfort that hits me when I get back to my room. Warmth like the love she'd radiate, comfort like the hugs she gave. She's always with me, and this little angel that hasn't left my neck since the day she gave it to me, and in the faceless bear that lives on my bed. And most importantly, she's always on my mind and forever in my heart. So then the next one was inspired by a conversation I was having with a friend, uh, and he said, everything serious starts as a joke, and it's in three parts. One, someone once told me in a knowing smile that everything serious starts as a joke, as testing the waters of words and the way honesty bounces off lips kept sealed for too long. It starts as trembling tongues trying tirelessly to tell the truth and drowning them in laughter. Strap sarcasm on like a seatbelt. Lay out snickers and giggles like a safety net. There is no such thing as something that's not funny, so long as you force amusement along your lips, as your slews of truths spill between fabricated glee, they will laugh at you but it's better than them seeing what battered bones lie beyond this body. Two, it starts as a joke, as a slip of self-confidence, as the common misconception that you have to mold yourself to fit those around you, shape-shifting your shame away, becoming someone who is funny, but really all you've been is a coward. How can anyone truly and honestly find admiration for you when all you've done is hidden behind punchlines and riddles. Three, 
It starts and ends with misunderstood pain, a cyclical cyclone you've created for yourself. It started as a scrawny and scared kid trying to fit in with the others, and it ends the same way. But now she's grown up and too old to be playing these playground games, selling her soul for another fake smile, too old to be waiting idly by for storms to pass and for confidence to rebuild, for a clearance that will never come. And so she starts anew. Ah, Senna. <laughs> and I get to hear you in my garden. <laughs> you can hear Senna at the Garden Art Walk, July 10th. She'll be reading or speaking some of her poetry in my garden at noon, noon to 12.30. So please stop by and hear Senna. <laughs> Thank you, Senna. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Stop by again. Thank you.